This is the business of sports. We're in a situation that we haven't dealt with in modern times. The pandemic here has really accelerated the investments that we've been advocating for for years. From a macro standpoint, I think our sport industry is really forced to look at the business a little bit differently. In-depth conversations with the leaders in the sports industry. Who wants to be the sacrificial lambs that shows up at the first big major sporting event? We're part of something much bigger than sport right now, and the health and safety of our stakeholders is what's most important. Every moment, I think we're all from a business perspective thinking about the impact that the virus is having across the country. Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. Hi, everyone. I'm Jason Kelly. And I'm Mike Lynch. And I'm Michael Barr. Welcome to the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. And you can hear it every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And we're talking about the big money issues in the world of sports and so excited to be joined by a former NBA All-Star champion, now strategic investor. He's got a company that he's invested in called Better Up. We're talking about Pal Gasol. Pal, really nice to have you with us. Uh, I think I speak for the team when I say we've watched your career with great fascination and a lot of excitement over the years. And now watching you as a businessman, uh, it's very cool to connect with you. So thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for uh, following my career and now uh, following my my interest uh, outside of basketball and and in the investment world. Yeah, so tell us about that. I mean, you live in the Bay Area, so there's something in the water out there. I guess you can't help but get involved in, in backing companies and creativity and innovation. But give us the sort of overview. How do you approach sort of the Powell empire, as it were? (laughs) <laughs> no, uh, power, power, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just uh, a matter of uh, kind of uh, venturing out and um, and learning, you know, learning what's going on out there. What's, uh, what, are, what are people doing? I mean, we live in such a fast-changing world, and there's so many companies, so many tools. And uh, right now with the, with the pandemic that we're going through, there's so much disruption. So we got to figure out um how to go forward effectively how to deal with the effects quickly so there's so many so many companies that are are, are coming up uh, to help us do that and uh, i felt you know better up uh, a company that was definitely founded funded in 2013 but has been uh, growing and growing and doing such a good job uh, by helping people and providing tools um to grow uh personally and professionally i i felt such a instant uh, connection and i wanted to be to be involved and uh, and provide not just financial uh, an investment but also personal contribution and, and and share some of my expertise that i've accumulated throughout my career i like it because you are saying your coaching for your employees is what you're mm-hmm. trying to uh, get to uh, the concept of to different businesses can you tell us more about that yeah, uh, well, uh, what really stood out from this company, uh, besides uh, you know uh, getting to know them, having talked to uh, their CEO a couple times, and, and getting to know him, which I, which I also think is very important to to know who le- who leads the company, who's put it together. Um, it was the fact and the concept of making co- coaching accessible for for all people, not just for the executives uh, uh, that they usually get get those resources and those options, but for, for everyone in the company. Um, and I think that that's very important at, at a time that people are struggling uh, emotionally uh, with this pandemic and, and, and our lives have been disrupted and, and we, we need, we need support. Everyone needs a coach really. And, and I've had that 
as a basketball player, I had that, and I've taken that kind of for granted for for my whole life. But I also had coaches, you know, uh, strength coaches, and I had uh, um, we then later on into into the my career, there was more sports psychology. So we, I had a lot of people, experts around me to to be able to support me um, throughout my career um, and and going forward. And I still now I work with executive coaches. Uh, in Spain and here in the U.S. as well. And I just want to continue to learn, continue to grow, and and you need support in order to do that. Hey, Paul, it's Mike Lynch up here in Boston. Don't hold that against me, okay? When I'm, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Wait a minute. I, lo- I love Boston. Boston's a great, great place. <laughs> Wait a minute. If I open my window, I can still hear people saying, beat L.A., beat L.A. <laughs> <laughs> oh, such, such, um, such a great motivator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it was. I saw it firsthand. Um, yeah. Your 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 expertise or experience with mental health, uh, playing in the NBA, uh, did it affect you at all? Did you see it when teammates or opponents at all during your playing days? Well, absolutely. It's I mean, through my through my throughout my NBA career, you know, you're exposed to a lot of pressure. The the window is pretty small. You get you're exposed to a lot of attention, scrutiny. You got to perform. There's going to be ups and downs. There's so many games. If you play long enough. You know, you're going to have great years, you're going to have bad years, and you're going to have to weather that and uh, and have the foundation, the tools, in order to get through those moments successfully. You can be traded pretty much at any time. So I've, I've learned to, through, uh, through mindfulness, and, and Phil was a big, uh, Phil Jackson was a big um, figure that introduced me to it, um, uh, how to, you know, focus on, on the moment, stay in the moment, um and control what you can control. Um, and uh, in basketball, there's always something that because the game is pretty fast, uh, you can make mistakes. But it's kind of a next play mentality. You know, no matter what you did the play before, mistake or or, or made a three or made a great play, you got to focus on that next play. That's all you got. So uh, so that's kind of what I'm trying to also share uh, within within Better Up and and other initiatives uh, to help people. Um, through their journeys um, and help them grow and, and help them stay in the moment and, and understand what, what it means to, to win and win as a team and, and, and collective effort and, and to take care of their minds and their mental health uh, uh, as well as their bodies, you know? Uh, so uh, it's just as important. And, and that's what I, you know, throughout my career, I learned all those lessons. I've seen a lot of players struggle. I myself at some point struggled because again, it's an intense, journey intense profession um you know i remember you were saying with with uh the celtics we had some battles in 2008 we had a tough loss against them and it was hard you know it's hard to to lose and fall short but it's kind of how you regroup how you get back up how you get back in the gym how you um put in the work and give yourself another chance and uh, and that's how we won back-to-back championships uh, after that loss. So there's a, there's a lot of lessons in, in sports that can be translated to to anyone, to any profession in anyone's life. So, Pal, um, you know, you think about those back-to-back championships, and and I think about the last year, and and I hope you'll forgive me because one of the people that that comes up in all of that. Uh, is Kobe, and, and I know you had a very close relationship with him, and and I do wonder, you know, what that was like, 
and what he meant to you, you know, as a friend, but also, I mean, he was, and I got to spend a little bit of time with him talking about this. He was so ambitious when it came to off the court and helping people. And I do wonder how much you reflect on that when you think about your relationship with him and, and how he may have influenced you in that way. Well, he influenced me a lot. Um, and I mean, as a, as a player, as a teammate, um, but as a person, and, and I've said this a few times, this is, he was the closest thing that I've had as, uh, to a big brother. Um, and, um, you know, he was so driven, so focused, so locked in, um, trying to influence others to provide and give their best as he was. He was always leading by example. And, um, and he, you know, obviously is known for his Mamba mentality, right? That, that having that killer instinct, putting in the work, working harder than anyone else. And this, that's, you know, that's what he was used to say. There was no secret. This is, this is math. You put in the work, you get the results. Um, and he influenced me a lot because he had such a big, um, desire to be the best. Um, and, and he wanted us, he wanted to win more than anything. And, and and he was so focused. That's what I was saying about being in the moment, mm-hmm. uh, providing your single uh, best effort every day, um, and improving, making making progress every day as you get to you work towards a goal. But at the same time, don't lose uh, the concept and focus of of enjoying the process, enjoying that journey. And he said that he mentioned that on his uh, kind of. Um, going away speech i think on his jersey retirement uh ceremony um oh and he said hey it's, it's all about the journey it's really not about the angle it's about enjoying every single day uh the, that work that struggle that effort that you have to put in on a single on a single daily basis it's it, that's that's uh that's uh that's what it's about an extension to that is something that you are always saying and include some of the tips to keep your peak mental condition. Probably the best thing that jumped out for me of visualizing your success. If you can't see yourself doing it, it is hard to actually execute. Please explain. Mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I mean, and that's part of uh, the mindfulness. That's part of taking time to, to think, to reflect, uh, to find those quiet moments to, 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 to visualize uh, what you want to do, where you want to get to. Uh, and once you visualize it, then you can put in uh, the effort into towards that. Um, so uh, if you can't see it, if you can't see you winning a championship, you're not going to win it, you know, because there's self-doubt is going to creep in. You just, you're not visualizing it. So you have to first visualize it uh, to, to then translate it into action, and then work as hard as you can in order to accomplish it. And, and that's, so that's also part, finding that time to, in those gaps during the day, um, to visualize things, to see where you are, um, be in touch with, you, with yourself, and, and see what you want to accomplish. You know, how, how committed are you? That's one of the questions that I like to ask myself, that we can ask ourselves in every, in every moment pretty much of the day. How committed am I to this moment, uh, to this task? Uh, to this mission, what is my goal? Uh, let's be real specific and real intentional with our actions. Uh, what am I trying to get out of this? Um, time is our one of our more most worthy uh, uh, things that we have. Uh, so we gotta be intentional with it, uh, evaluate, don't take it for granted. I think this pandemic has reminded us not to take anything for granted in our lives, whether it's people that we love, 
uh, whether it's activities that we used to do that now we can't anymore. You know, going out to dinner or, you know, going, hanging out with, with big groups, going to a concert, going to a basketball game. You know, the, those things are have been stopped and we, we, we don't know when that's going to be able to be resumed in a safe way uh, or as we knew it. So, um, so again, um, stay in the moment, appreciate it, um, reflect on it, and then do your best. Pau, did you learn more about yourself uh, when you were a professional athlete after a win or after a loss? What what was what what do you think revealed more about you, a win or a loss? Well, um, I think both are important, but you you always we always have a tendency to learn more when we struggle or when we fail, uh, when we fall short, because uh, you know it doesn't feel good. It, it shouldn't feel good, right? I mean, I had a lot of coaches that is like, if you're not upset, uh, if you're not angry. After these loss, then uh, you have an issue. Well, we have an issue as a team. Uh, it should bother you. So once once it bothers you, then then you kind of stop and think. Okay, what what went wrong? Uh, what could I done differently? And um, in order to make sure that the next game, it's a win. And one thing, and, and the thing, one, one of the things that we're talked about a lot. It's one of the things you can't control is your effort. So effort or lack of can never be or should never be the cause of of you losing, you know, Popovich also used to say, you know, the game it's it's about it's 48, 48 minutes, and it's about playing harder and smarter than your opponent for the majority of those forty eight minutes, and now you have a chance. Um, so uh, so again, yes, losses uh, are, are painful, uh, especially for competitive individuals, and um, and you can learn probably more from them. Uh, but you can still learn from the wins because at the end of the day, you don't want contentment um, and comfort to creep in because that's when, you know, you're always, you can always do better. You can always improve. You can always learn even from the wins. So to stay locked in, and that's something that Kobe also used to do. We used to rewatch games, you know, even when, even when we won and what could have done better or what, uh, and, and that's how he was, the best or one of the best ever. So, pal, before we let you go, before we wrap up, all the fans out there are wondering, what's next for you? Rumors swirling, businessman, basketball player, a little bit of both? What, what's next? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm working. I've been working for the last almost two years on my, my rehab of this terrible injury. I've had two surgeries on my left foot uh, from this navicular stress fracture. And uh, I, my my goal is to try to get back on the court, um, play for a, for for a little longer, potentially play my fifth Olympics this summer, and then probably hang it up from there. Uh, uh, in the meantime, I'm as you as we've been discussing, I'm building, um, uh, I guess my track record as an investor. Um, I am putting time and effort into the work that we do with the Gasol Foundation, fighting the childhood uh, obesity pandemic. Um, which, you know, now with kids being less active, not being able to go to school, some not be having able to have uh, access to healthy meals, uh, emotionally being really affected um, by uh, the lack of connecting with other kids and going to school. Um, uh, so our work has been much more needed during this time. Um, and also working towards the future, uh, um, positioning myself as a potential executive on an NBA team, mm -hmm. um, potentially going into the IOC uh, and being part of the Olympic movement, uh, working with FC Barcelona uh, as well. So uh, 
um, as an ambassador here in the U.S. Just just uh, really, you know, trying to have the biggest possible impact and uh, with different organizations that are, that are doing well and that can reach a lot of people. Uh, and I can continue to use my, my knowledge uh, and drive um, to be as most imp- impactful as I can. All right. Well, we really enjoyed catching up with you. Hope you'll come back and visit with us as all of those things come to fruition. We're all hoping uh, certainly for a somewhat normal Olympic Games, and it would be great to see you uh, back out on the court. Pal Gasol, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Be well. Thank you. We we, we could use a big guy in the middle. Well, only maybe 15 <laughs> minutes a night. All <laughs> <laughs> right. 15, I'll, t- I'll take 15 minutes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. We, we get a deal. All right. Exactly. There Sign him up. Come on. Move to talk talk to up. your people. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> I'm Michael Barr, and you can follow me on Twitter at Big Bar Sports. And I'm Mike Lynch, Beat LA. You can follow me at Lynchy WCBB. <laughs> and I'm Jason Kelly. Find me at Jason Kelly News. We're here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week. We're going to catch up with John Wertheim, executive editor of Sports Illustrated. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. From Bloomberg Radio, you can catch the podcast right here. Apple Podcast. Don't forget, you're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports and Bloomberg Radio around the world.